Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Revealed, the official Scandal podcast for the excellently fine and very amazing television programming Scandal. And today, actually, after what I think was one of the most intensely amazing episodes in the history of this television show, I have two of the best possible human beings on earth who could discuss this. And actually, I have a special visit from somebody from last week who also is going to weigh in. But firstly, we have the incredible and incredibly patient and lovely and beautiful Guillermo Diaz, of course, who plays, uh, <laughs> who plays Huck and really got into it, had to get into it this episode, which is super grisly. And uh, Tom Verica, who is our producing director and who is pretty much a genius at the directing, producing area of our show, who's also going to be talking about the kinds of challenges that come up for you guys in all sorts of episodic situations. And thank you guys both very much for being here. Right. And just as is always the case, Guillermo is wearing a a saucy, sort of vaguely Western-style plaid shirt, which looks great, <laughs> with um, a pair of jeans and some really cute leather sneakers, which I'm kind of looking at. Like, if I stun him, I might be able to get off of him. Um, they've got weird little studs on them, which I'm, I'm really thinking, maybe we have the same shoe size, in which case I will totally score <laughs> when totally he leaves. Totally. And Tom is wearing a saucy, uh, cashmere, like brown, numsy color sweater with some jeans and I am, of course, dressed as an elf because I am anticipating the phenomenal Christmas holiday, many different holidays, season that may be coming up, the Passover, the Kwanzaa, anything anybody celebrates. I promise we will be actually dressed as at some point during these podcasts. But anyway, that's just a stupid side note, which I love better than life itself. Let's talk about this crazy ass episode, you guys. This episode was crazy ass. <laughs> it was crazy ass. Okay, first of all, let's cray talk. Cray. It yeah. was cray cray. It was amazeballs. It was okay. YOLO. It was YOLO. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about YOLO, first of all, which I hear you kids say. I mean, don't look at me. I'm like, I'm like a Guillermo. I didn't know. You didn't know. Who last time I checked was 13. <laughs> right? So because you're so youthful and, and you have that lovely baby face. And you, Tom, barely grizzled. <laughs> barely grizzled. <laughs> barely grizzled. <laughs> little, little bit of um, stubble, which as we all know in Shondaland, we consider to be very sexy. Yeah. Don't like our men clean shaven. Usually force them to grow some I can't come into work if I, if I am clean shaven. I have to wait. I'm sorry I kicked me for a couple days. It's absolutely true. And if you notice, Guillermo also has, has got a little growth, which is oh, awesome. He wouldn't scruff. have gotten through the door without mm -hmm. it, actually. Yep. Okay, you guys, what was your reaction when you first read this script? Guillermo, like... Um, well, the first time we, we read it was at the table read. And me and they sat me and Katie together, and we started reading it. And the, when we actually were crying during the table read, me and Katie got really emotional. Just to, to see Huck do what he does to Quinn in this episode, it's, it's disturbing, you know? Because we knew that Huck was a bit off and that he tortures people and, he, you know, he's killed people and wrapped people in plastic and done all these horrible things. But to see him do it to someone in the family, someone that he says he loves was, oh, it was strange. It was odd. It was, it was such a bizarre episode to shoot. I, I felt weird shooting it. It, it was mm -hmm. odd, but that made it so much more mm -hmm. special at me. I was exhilarated at the same time, which is kind of what Huck is feeling. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. exhilarated and he's feeling horrible that he's torturing Quinn. So yeah, it was it was a it was a mind blower for sure. And what was really cool to watch in those scenes, honestly, was clearly the battle that's going on in Huck's brain, mm -hmm. between which I thought you did so amazingly, which is I really, really love torturing people. I love torturing people 
it's my whiskey, it's what my source is. I really have cared about Quinn. I really care about Olivia, but I really love torturing people. Mm -hmm. And this weird kind of dance that you do throughout the entire series of scenes with her is... There's so many moments between. There, there's one in particular, the face licking. Oh. <laughs> right, is, but right, there's ah. a moment right after that that you, there, and I don't know whether you're conscious of it or not, but there was such, there was such a, a pain in mm. that, in having to do something like this to take it to that level with her. I think what, what was amazing, I mean, the, the, our table reads are always theater. Every time, they really <laughs> yeah. are. It's amazing. Yeah, they are. The, the, the level of, of shock and, and, and gasps that it gets from all these people who already know these characters is, is really enjoyable to watch. But particularly uh, leaving off where the last episode, which was her walking in and seeing you there, that left yeah. all of us wondering what the hell was going to happen. You know, yeah. including the, the actors, yeah. Yeah. which is... Actually, this is a good time to bring the special guest from last week, Katie Lowe's, um, who talked with me a little bit about what that experience was like for her, both in terms of shooting it and also the experience of the table read, because I think we all had the same feeling who work on the show, and I knew it was coming, and I, I always say this to you guys, but sometimes I know it's coming, and then I forget that I know it's coming because I'm so yeah. super into mm. the whole thing. But we all ended last week's episode going, Maybe he'll just give her a slap on the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just like a threat. So it they a dream. Dream. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's just going to be sort of bad. And But then you realize, and this is what I really, really love about this show, they, Shonda and the writers and you guys always go for it. It's like if you put a gun in a room, the gun's going to go off. And you don't put tarp on a floor with a drill and a big case of crap yeah, in there that does damage. Yeah, no. So let's hear from Katie Lowe's a little bit about what her experience is like. And she also has some really interesting things to say about pedals, which are things that you actually wear when you're playing naked, I think, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I, it was definitely one of the most hardest, challenging days I've ever had, in that we just shot all the torture scenes back to back to back in one day, which makes it great for acting because it's all in chronological order, but in the same way, it's for 14 hours, you're naked on a floor, uh, duct taped, uh, with blood everywhere, and screaming your head off, and begging for your life, and it was a crazy, it was so, you know, I had to keep, I remember, like, keeping reminding myself like in the midst of it I'd be looking up at Guillermo and his like face and all the things he was saying and and I remember saying to myself this is not real this is not real you're okay this is pretend this is these are your friends this is all okay because I would get you know it was so you would get out of breath and dizzy and it was just crazy and I feel I actually look I'm very thank you Shonda Rhimes and you Betsy for giving me the opportunity because I think it was um you know, it's those challenging things about being an actor where you're like, wow, I did that. Oh, That's crazy. I mean, crazy. <laughs> Not to mention spray tan. Spray tan. I got the spray tan. I, you know, I, I was careful knowing that I had to be naked in front of all my, you know, 150 crew members and my peers who I work with daily while I, you know, you're not naked. You have these like weird stickers that are shaped like flowers that you put over your private parts um, to which like in, Which in any world, you guys, is just a nasty ass solution this, to the problem. It's, it's just horrible. It is so painful to pull them off. I still have marks in those shapes on my body right now, which is just confusing and weird. And so I, it's like a naked flower power thing. I have a naked 
flower power Just 60s thing 60s going thing, on like, on my private parts oh my right God. now. Oh. I guess some people would think that's like a party, right? I guess some people for some people that would be a party to me that sounds like hell on earth. <laughs> that's frankly. what it is to me. <laughs> um, and also doubly hard because you and Guillermo are really close friends. So close friends. Guillermo and I, I don't know, we connected like very early on um, as people and our significant others are very close and we hang out and socialize like outside of work and so when I got to the table read and I was like, oh my God, I don't know, is Huck and Torture, is he not? I, I kind of felt like he wasn't. Like, how could he do that? And then you get to that first page and you're like, oh boy, he, he is torturing, he's torturing. her. And he's it, scary. He's scary and ripping someone's teeth out with a wrench, like, like, and, a, and the, the jaw opener that was in my mouth for, di like. That was the worst part for me. Oh God. Like, that was the worst part for me. And listen, I didn't even go through it. It was really, I just had to go to a really, really um, dark place and put myself in the situation. And Guillermo Diaz is one of the most talented actors in, ever. And it was so easy to go there with him because he totally brought it that day. And hopefully you guys think I did too. And I don't know where Huck and Quinn will go from here. We're going to be addressing that in our next segment. That's right. Okay, so that was that was Katie's point of view. I mean, do you think that Quinn and Huck are ever going to be able to recover from this? I don't know. Me and Katie talked about that after that episode. Enduring, we were like, "What's gonna What's gonna happen? How can we come back from this? How can Huck and Quinn come back from this and be friends again?" I don't know, but you know, it's Shonda always manages to kind of write something brilliant and make you know make it all really interesting and okay. So I, I, I'm excited to read to to read that next script to see what happens because we don't know it at this point yet, right? No, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's absolutely right. But and I can't imagine, can you imagine your friend, you know, taping you up and pulling your teeth out and then somehow be become friends, like be friends again in the future? Like, I you don't know. know if, it's, it's a weird world that we live but in. But it's scandal. scandal. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, essentially Harrison <laughs> yeah. sets Abby up to believe that David yeah. is basically a beating, horrible man. <laughs> yeah. And somehow or another, they got through that. Yeah. And I want to just Rosen? point out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And I want to point out that Charlie, which I find really funny, three quarters through this episode. Oh, I love him. Charlie literally looks at her and goes, "Clearly he likes you because he only took your teeth out." Yeah. Like, it, I, that's a really bad paraphrase. I'm so sorry, Sean. That was really a crappy, <laughs> crappy paraphrase of everybody's so... beautiful dialogue. But that that spirit, which is just, I also found really funny, which is, that's love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in our at world. Olivia Pope yeah. and Associates. Yeah. yeah. And I also sort of feel like I can't help feeling like Tom. I don't know what you think about this, but. I feel like in a weird way, Huck must feel somewhat responsible because Absolutely. you were so old, cold shouldery, you know, for uh, so yeah. long. I think what, I mean, the, the great thing being in where we're at is seeing the evolution of this relationship. And it was this truly innocent green girl who came into the agency. Slowly, you kind of took this older brother protective nature with her. Mm -hmm. She then starts to get interested in what's happening. You try to keep that from her. She forces on through, becomes really involved in it, and it now it's gotten to a point where it, it's kind of no return. And yeah. the level, you know, and I think that's where the struggle of Huck, what he has to go through, either it's, it's almost like an all or nothing now. She's yeah. either going to get the point by making yeah. her a victim and how painful that is to do it to a family member. Yeah. Uh, it, it just adds yeah. a, a layer that I don't think anyone could Absolutely. really imagine what that was. Yeah, I think he thought, he probably, Huck probably thought, you want to, you want a taste of this? I'm gonna give you a taste mm -hmm. of this. Where let's see if you can handle this. And it's what Charlie says: yeah. is you want to be play with big dogs, yeah. then you're gonna get bit. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, that's exactly what happened. And at yeah. the same time, you've got that whole other whack-ass subplot with like 
the whole thing with you and Scott Foley, who I know his oh, name yeah. isn't Scott Foley, but <laughs> I'm saying Jake, Scott Foley. Jake, Jake, and it's like, because I'm looking at Guillermo and I think Scott Foley. I'm not yeah. thinking. But like you and Jake Ballard and this whole kind of like weird cabal you've got going where you're like, you can't really trust me. And he's like, but I do trust you. Yeah. And that's super awesome too. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't that really geeky oh and fanny God. too. But that scene on the, yeah. like, oh, I'm like, yeah. so cool. I mean, it's yeah. like so great. That was a cool, I remember shooting that. Yeah, and thinking, wow, this is intense. Yeah, he was looking in his eyes, telling him, you, should, you shouldn't trust me. You shouldn't trust me. That's scary. I know, That's what's, scary. I know what's back in the apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, what's, I know yeah. my friend's lying on a piece yeah. of tarp, so yeah. dude, yeah. you're not trusting my ass right yeah. now at all. Yeah. Like, well, I'm playing the whole cover, too, with Liv. I mean, Liv's going through her own. <laughs> she's completely shell-shocked, and we're, oh, seeing, yeah. we're seeing her in a completely different light. Yeah. Right? You know, re, this, re, this little girl, she, the, the yeah. sheer presence of her mother has forced her into mm-hmm. this thing. So you all are kind of carrying the ball and moving everything along, but not you're this you're not only doing crew, that, yeah. you're dealing. You have something you got to get back yeah. to. And by and, the way, and I'm she's so saying you're not going anywhere. I'm yeah. so impressed with your compartmentalization in those moments because it really it's literally is. like I'm taking a page out of your book when I got too many things to do one day. Because it's like Huck just sort I'm of being like Huck in this moment. Okay, I've got this moment. I'm just going to seal it on down. I'm going to go deal. I'm going to deal with Liv. I'm going to be dealing with Jake. I got all this back. stuff. And meanwhile, in the back of my head. I've got what is the equivalent of an ice cream cone waiting. Yeah. You know, I think if you, if you use it as, um, I've got dental surgery. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. A dentist appointment. I gotta wow. go. It's so, it's so incredibly intense. Now, one of the things also to me that I think is really interesting, and Katie per the pedals talked a little bit about this, is as a director, and you didn't direct this episode, but you've directed um, Oliver Balkerberg. Uh, yeah, Oliver Balkerberg, who did an amazing job, job yeah. um, who is also our director of photography, as you mm-hmm. guys know, and is just is just tremendous. But I think one of the most challenging things, too, is how you shoot those scenes where you've got a naked, vulnerable person on the floor, mm-hmm. where, I mean, there are a lot of obstacles just in terms of physical production that you are faced in those mm-hmm. situations. I had, well, I had the, the naked smackdown between Jeff Perry and, uh, oh, you, you and Dan Bukatinsky. Which, so ladies and gentlemen, was... one of my all-time favorite <laughs> nudie television programming scenes ever. And right? our approach to that, it, it is. It was quite uh, challenging. I mean, that was uh, more than five pages. That scene. It was, it was and more it than a five, gotten... six-minute scene. It could have gotten all Austin Powersy. Absolutely, yeah. and and Oliver and I had talked specifically about right. that and looked at ex- at some examples. I think we even looked at some German cartoon about no, we don't want to do this where really? two guys are like in a bathtub and you saw them sitting in there. <laughs> so we used that as this is where we don't want to go. Right. <laughs> but it was a real challenge to get into an area where uh, you can. You, you, we knew a lot of the scene once we get into the emotion of that piece. You're going to be in close-up, so that was that was fine. But you, in the nature, when you run a while with two characters in a scene, you got to pop out wide. So those were the real challenging parts that we had, and we created natural barriers that didn't feel like it was, you know, a pelican sta- pelican statue that blocks up. Right. The, the, the joke is always like somebody carries a plant. Yeah, exactly. Brian puts it down, and you're standing there, and exactly. So, but it does create technical challenges as uh, as you witnessed, and Oliver had to tackle, and we talked a little bit about that with Katie being on the floor, and and uh, with the arms being taped up, that helped with the top part, and and the bottom part with just elements. We we are a show that does like to shoot through things, which helps us for these particular scenes. And I thought Oliver did a phenomenal job. 
job with with maintaining the feeling that everything is there, but respecting the privacy. I mean, so much of our show is is really by insinuating, is not really seeing as well. I think there's uh, we talked a lot about respecting the characters' emotions and feelings, and not being right in their face as some shows do with their cameras. And this kind of lays back and gives gives a little respect to the characters, and you kind of feel a little bit of their profile or something, and you want to you want to reach in and see what they're they're doing, but oftentimes there are shows that just show you everything full full it's frontal. Not as, it's not as and it's not as yeah. interesting, you know. Yeah. And, and Oliver and I, uh, we talk a lot about that. Do you find that when you watch it, Guillermo, do you find that are you ever surprised by something? I mean, you know, camera at this point because you've been working for a while since yeah. you were five, because you're now thirteen. You've been yeah. yep. working for several years yes, as a I child have. actor. Yes, but I have. <laughs> do you when you watch it? Are you often surprised by I'm the way it looks? Yeah, oh my! I'm constantly surprised. I'm constantly surprised by the way it looks and and how into it I get and I was there shooting it you know what I mean we're all just as into it as the fans when fans come up to us and tell us how much they love a certain episode or just the show in general we're excited too we're like oh my god wasn't it good and I've never been on a show like that you know it's the layers it's yeah. the layers of each yeah. it's 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 the phase in 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 writing certainly because it all it's starts with the script but it's yeah. it's the execution it's the post production our editors and then it's yeah. the music that that gets yeah. put in there just it's it just yeah. works yeah. No, know, it on it, all cylinders. It, it totally does. And it's funny, Sean and I were walking back from editing um, recently and we were talking about this episode and many other episodes and how it's amazing how the actors sometimes, if you look at, if you looked at that line on the page, you would think, oh, it's just, it's a line. It's a perfectly good line. But somehow or another, they become this poetry when you guys do it. Like you manage to take these lines, which are phenomenal and the writers are incredible. But even our point was even the most sort of matter of fact, basic piece of dialogue, somehow or another, you it guys end up turning yeah. into moments in this incredible way, which is so great. But the writing has to be there to be able to yes. do that. Because I've, you know, I, there's been not on scandal, on other things, as Tom knows, I'm sure, as well, because you're an actor too. Some things you just can't make sound you right. Just can't or sell. Just, you just can't sell. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's marriage. So, there's marriage of material and yeah, just and yeah. unbelievable casting with yeah, you guys. Yeah, so we're lucky. And that, chemistry yeah. within that that mm -hmm. I think comes across screen, even oh, when you yeah. guys are against one another. Mm -hmm. It's the commitment that you guys have mm -hmm. to one another that really kind of oh, comes totally. across. You know. Now we've had this conversation a little bit before, but because people always ask, I'm just going to directly. So Guillermo is one of the sweetest, kindest, gentlest people I know in real life. I know that there are various parodies going around that depict him. Otherwise, I am going to guarantee everybody who's listening, the kindest, coolest, most relaxed, neat guy ever. Um, so as a guy who is lovely and peaceable and easygoing and sweet as can be and one of the best guys to hang out with in the world, how do you get back to that Guillermo do you have like a process that you go through? Do you have any rituals? That's um, kind of a weird question. Like you, you know, yeah. dance around three times on one foot or something, <laughs> which isn't it. You know, it was a lot harder in the first and second season to kind of find a way to, to shake the day off, shake the character, you know, Huck and just all all that I did in season two and season one. It was so dark and so, yeah. so much. It was hard to shake it. I was, I remember being really anxious during season two a lot and my friends oh, constantly asking me if I was okay. Why are you so quiet? And Anyway, so now now we're in season three, and I've kind of it, it's become easier. I I, I um, I'm able to kind of leave it leave it at set, you know, leave mm -hmm, it at, at mm -hmm. the workplace, and kind of come home, and I just go on about my day, and I love to read, I love to go to the beach, I just 
you know, hang out with my friends. I think in, in the in the earlier seasons, I tended, I, I kind of stay. I wanted to stay in the headspace, right? Because I knew that tomorrow or next week I had to get back into it, so I tried to stay in it, Ooh, and that kind of that was a little bit painful. That's, so that's I, a tad rough. The dark place. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes like eating and sleeping kind of not as pleasurable. <laughs> exactly. In a very strange way, but that's that's interesting. Yeah. Though. And you so see- it's a lot easier now. It is it, it is a lot easier, and and whiskey, the actual the real whiskey. The real helps whiskey. A lot. I find whiskey <laughs> is phenomenal. Exactly. I think I think there's there's a reason why it's on the screen. Earth, and it's a reason probably why it was used as a metaphor, <laughs> simile, mm-hmm. metaphor. Yeah. I think it is actually technically a metaphor. Yep. Now, now, what about you, um, actor turned director Tom? Do you ever see yourself on the show? Because you know, at some point, your ass is oh, going to yeah. get hauled in front of the camera. All the time, we're always like Tom. Just so we remind you guys from last season, I think we had this conversation. But poor Tom, when we're doing grays in private practice, like any time right. there was an incredibly horrifying part to cast. We would call Tom and go, hey, Tom, hey, Tom, Are you serious? hey, Tom, we know you're supposed to direct the next episode, but hey, how would you feel about playing the guy who has to have a heart attack while you're awake? And, and that's precisely what it was. How it would was, that be? Would that be okay? It was Denny's heart. That It was the guy who took that's, it. And, and you got to do this thing. And, you know, and of course, what am I going to say? Uh, you're like, mm. no, I'm not going to do that one. I'm like, you yeah, did of course. I'll, and wow. I did it. I like my job security. Do but, this uh, heart attack uh, while I was awake. Wow. That was a right? really tough, tough thing to do. But. Right? So it's sort of like one of those things where you go, you're stuck, buddy. You are screwed because you're too good an actor and you're too good a director. <laughs> well, and you just you. know your ass is going to get off. There, was, there were like periods of time where we were like, Maybe we could run him for president. We're like, wait, he's directing this episode. That's no good. You can't do that. <laughs> so if you Shana had a part- has, Shana has uh, has said at some point there will be something, and I it, oh, it's yeah. it's going to be. Uh, I, I've always thought about it, and, and think it'd be a pretty exciting prospect. And there's a number of people who, since I've gotten on Twitter now, the number of people who said they, they thank like you to Twitter, see <laughs> love yeah, you Twitter. Oh my god, uh, love, love that. Yeah, no. If there's, uh, I, I, what do you want to play? I'm Tom? very busy yeah. with my daily duties. Do you want to be uh, dark? Do you want to be in Beast? I want to be dark. I want to be in Beast Six Thirteen. I think you that's. Yeah. There we yeah. go. You heard yeah. it. Huck's friend. It would be a rush. Although it would be a little awkward, knowing you guys. I remember there was one read. Through. We had a table read where Tony couldn't make. Oh, I remember this. And totally. I, had to read, yeah. I read the president, and it was. Yeah. I think it was uh, eight. The assassination. It was the assassination. So Carrie, who we give each other crap all the time for everything, we're trying to to read, and I'm, you know, of course, I'm trying yeah. to, to yeah. hold up Tony Goldwyn, which is impossible. But you were doing a super. <laughs> Good kind of low gravelly thing. Though. He was. You're yeah. kind of trying, trying to, to do channel, that Fitz thing. I was trying to channel Fitz. Channeling Fitz in that. Thing. And Carrie's just like, okay, I can't look at you. I just got to look down. And... <laughs> <laughs> so just because the nature of how we all know each other, I don't, I don't think I'd have a problem. But it, it might be a little awkward. But I think B613 would be oh, a great yeah. entree into the show. I think, and given the fact you do have sort of a, you tend to be cast more as sort of Boy Scouts. You know, note, note to people darkness. out there. You know, before we go to Twitter questions, I'm just going to, I think we need to just look at this episode for a second. And first of all, clock the number of things that happened in this episode, just so we're super clear here. What about the whole thing with Olivia's mother? Candy Alexander, how about about Candy? Candy Alexander, who apparently, he's not the monster, Mm -hmm. she is. What the hell? (laughs) Okay, so you got that. Let's just do five seconds on, oh, I don't know. Cyrus and James. Cyrus and James, that level and where Cyrus kind of gets caught up in something that he didn't realize, I think, the depth oh. of what he was getting into is astounding. And I think their their relationship, which we think we've seen every kind of ins and outs and the dark side, I, I, the level that it goes through is just yeah. unbelievable. Well, not just them. And then Sally Langston. Hello. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, that yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that little thing there? Okay. So not yeah. only do we go, uh-oh. 
husband's playing with boys again. Mm -hmm. That's not so good. But looks like maybe I'm a little irritated. <laughs> a little. <laughs> By the end of that episode. Yes. I'm always sort of like, oh my God. Yeah, the whole, you, I sort of thought that we'd hit the high point when Cyrus almost killed James and had him assassinated by Charlie yeah. last yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you go great. to another level from there? There are relationships in this episode that I do not understand how one is going to recover from. Yeah. And that is certainly I one found of myself saying that, I think, like the second episode last season. <laughs> <laughs> Even the president, we've all kind of forgotten that the president murdered Verna Thornton, yes. right? Right? Yep. How about like that? that was, How do you come back from yeah, that? There, there was really did. a point of there. Like, yeah. I'm but just going to say that Lisa her. Kudrow as Josie Marcus uh, got away. Yep. Like, <laughs> poor Lisa Kudrow would have been God Maybe knows not what would have happened. Though. You never know. You never know. <laughs> well, she's so good on the show. She's and we, so, I so have good. to point out that you never know if she's going to come back. You never mm -hmm. know. It could happen. But Well, having directed next week's episode and the, right. the meeting between, the reuniting between you and Quinn is... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, giving it's, no, no, no. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But it is, uh, it is a powerful moment, having directed that scene. Um, I also just, as a professorial moment, because I'm just going to over-intellectualize everyone's asses off right now. I just want to point out that when I first saw this episode, I was talking to Shonda and she said, okay, just ask me, tell, tell me what you think about the song placement, because we're talking about songs. And I'm watching it, and the song which is featured, which we never do, we played three times, is of course Ben, from the movie Ben. And it starts, you go, that's, that's cool, and you see it the second time and the third time. And what I love about that song choice, and poor Shonda's ear got broken by me screaming on the phone, this incredible rant, which was, this entire show is about falling in love with a rat. And when you think about this episode, every single person's love is misplaced in some weird mm. way, or they're disappointed by somebody, and somebody in every relationship turns out to be a rat, mm. literally or figuratively. And she went, oh, <laughs> that's just that cool? <laughs> Um, wow. She was probably that conscious on her part because she's wow. got a big brain and she's a big old genius. But I just thought as an episode, the thing which brings everybody together, and when Liv is standing at the very end and the music goes minor, it goes sharp and minor because that part in Ben where it gets all mm. screwy and upsetty, and that's when she realized that it actually her mother was Marie Wallace mm -hmm. and this is not good. On the tarmac, yeah. I don't know. It's just this amazing piece of placement. So big old kudos to uh, Shonda and Crystal, who is our editor, um, and Alex Patsavis, who was able to get us that piece of music mm -hmm. because that just brought the whole episode together for me. Okay, we've got some Twitter questions. This has been so much fun that I barely even paid attention to the Twitter questions, but we love our tweeters and our followers who are so great to actually be sending stuff in. And some of these are sort of general questions. Um, Nicole at Saucy F Baby wants to know, in last week's episode, two weeks episode. There's a saucy theme going through here. I just it, is, yeah. it is, it is. Was the Vermont house real or was the set built in the episode with uh, the dream house? This has been- Honestly, uh, on Twitter, uh, uh, it, I noticed- This has been really, and I, I think I answered one of them today. It was a real house. There was uh, nothing fake about that. And then some people thought that the mountains may have been a green screen or fake. But no, that was real as well. That is a house we found uh, here in Southern California. Um, but it is a real house. Definitely Southern California. And it is a real house because I actually had phone calls from friends going, hey, how about that house? I want that house, Can I right? have that house? Is it on a set? Can I move in? Guillermo, Gladiator's Rock at Scandalicious wants to know, what's a good theme song for your life or your character? Um, in the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Oh, nice. Wow. I heard that in the car oh two God. nights ago, really? and I turned it up loud, yeah. and I didn't pull into oh, the driveway it's yet. so good. You waited. <laughs> I waited. Oh. I totally, I was like, and I just, it just was, I just zoned out and turned it up. So good. That's I so do that all the time, that. wait in your carport. What for the this, hell? Yeah. That's such a good choice. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, and what about, um? because this is another question, Bobblehead Lives at Bobblehead Lives, by the way. 
I tweet Genius. with Bobblehead Lives all the time. Okay, well then I think she, you'll probably understand that. And Hux Ten Blade as well. Hux Ten. Yeah, we're buddies on Twitter. We tweet all the time. Well, this is genius. What is your go-to karaoke song? Because I'm sure you're a super big karaoke guy. I would say, uh, you know, the oldies, uh, like a Frank Sinatra song or an Elvis Presley song. Like, okay, so it's more uh, more vintage rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a crooner. Yeah. What about you, Tom Verica, right. actor and director? Uh, I think... Uh, you sing too, don't you? Not well. <laughs> you know he does. I think you I know do he bit. does. I don't He's do like... karaoke a lot, but I will with the, with the right crowd. And I think Meatloaf was... Uh, oh, meatloaf, meatloaf. Do you, commit, you commit to the you got, Meatloaf. And you have to, because if I got to do it, it's got to be something... Or Springsteen, something I can yeah. just really kind of yell and blow it out and, and, uh, and everybody not have to worry about trying yeah. to make my demo for somebody out there listening to And everybody tends to join in on those songs, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Those are really so popular. I can hide. hide yeah. behind those. Next week, as you guys know, is like the finale of this particular chunk of Scandal episodes. So it's we call it the mini finale because after next week, what we're going to do is take a little break and then we're going to come back with more Scandal episodes. So I'm just going to say that next week's episode is pretty freaking <laughs> wow. good. Now, let me yeah. just say it's called A Door Marked Exit. It's going to air on Thursday, December 12th. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on the official hashtag, hashtag scandal. There's always Pinterest. There's the spectacular Tumblr. And, of course, there's the granddaddy of them all, ABC.com, which we love. We love to go to. It is always nice if you don't have the Facebook, Twitter, official Pinterest or Tumblr. Also, if you're going to be watching our fine television program next week, you're also going to be wanting to check out an incredibly special and excellent episode of Grey's Anatomy at 9 o'clock on Thursday night on the Phenomenal Network, which we know is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, followed by Scandal at 10 o'clock. Do not miss this episode. Don't miss Do this not miss this episode. episode. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not miss this episode. You really, really need to watch this episode. And I will be back next week blathering incoherently once again, but hopefully <laughs> shedding some light and making some poor, sad person sit and watch me talk. You guys, this has been so much freaking fun. Guillermo, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you and taking some time out of your busy schedule. And Tom, God bless you as always. Thank we you. rely on you constantly. And who knows what we're gonna make you play next while you're directing yourself <laughs> in a scene. It's all gonna be great. I am Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed, the official Scandal podcast. We're having a great time here and are so happy and pleased and proud and grateful you guys are watching. Please keep it up. Please keep tweeting. I will be back next week. Some more wine? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect.